Hey everybody, this is Gordon in Boston. And this is Mark in San Francisco. And this is Build Phase. What were you eardrumming to? The decline. Okay. <laughs> like three minutes before the call, I'm like, I'm going to put on the decline. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not going to finish this. Dan, Dan's nodding his head in approval. <laughs> I'm going to finish it when the show's over. All right. Cool. Just eardrumming. People are looking into the conference room thinking I'm crazy. <laughs> sure. Not too crazy. I've been known to air drum at my desk. <laughs> nice. I've been listening to Pennywise all week. Like I a, noticed that. I saw that on week. Just one album. Of, not even. Not even <laughs> like. Just uh, what have I been listening to? Just um, uh, just full circle. Mm-hmm. Just over and over and over and over and well, over. It's, it's classic. Yeah. It has all the songs. Yeah. Fight till you die. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bro, him. Oh, of course. <laughs> Bro him. Duh. Duh. Anyway. Uh, what's up? You know. How's, how's your week been? Interesting. Yeah. I've been house sitting. Yeah. And, do- and dog sitting. So I haven't been home. I was gone all last weekend. Flew down south for an engagement party. Came back up Just Sunday. to clarify, down south for you is Los Angeles. Sure. <laughs> right. When I hear flew down south. I don't think Los Angeles. You, you think you think Florida, right? Well, no, Texas, but oh, no, down south for me, or like Georgia, obviously. maybe. Hmm. No, like I get that it's physically south, but like down right, south, but it's not. It's not the south, right? Yeah. So it was <laughs> down south last weekend for an engagement party, and uh, came back up Sunday, and then Monday moved into this apartment for the week. We'll watch a dog. Nice. Yeah. What kind of dog? Uh, I think he's a boxer pit bull mix. He's a rambunctious little fellow. Yeah, I bet. I love pit bulls. If I, have no, I, I never did. Um, my buddy, one of my best friends has a pit bull. And every time I'm at his house, I'm like, dude, I'm going to steal your dog. It's, <laughs> they're the coolest dogs. They have such a crappy reputation, but they're so awesome. Mm-hmm. It's all about training, right? Yeah. Well, it's and it's it's that you know they have a bad reputation because they've been intentionally trained to be mean. You know what I mean? Like you, like their temperament by default is very nice and loving and yeah. <laughs> loyal. But you could pro- probably do that with any animal, right? I could probably train a human to be that way, right? <laughs> oh man, uh, what are we talking about? I was just about to ask you what's on the agenda. I have a yeah. couple notes here. Do you? Yeah, I, you I, I, have two, I have two things written down. So my notes are MD Blurview Bull Hockey <laughs> and the unfracking of the Cocoa Pods spec repo. Yeah, let's talk about the Cocoa Pods thing. All right. Yeah. G- give me your take on it because I read the – I quickly skimmed it just before the show started. Yeah. So uh, long story short, the Cocoa Pods repo got – totally boned uh this wasn't us right two, no it was not us <laughs> like okay. two days ago um or so i don't know this week it, it, it there was like a corruption and it, it's not even anyone's fault specifically what happened is someone used the um someone used the github uh web interface to commit something to merge something into master or something and the library that they're using on the back end to do all the Git interactions, libgit2, 
corrupted the corrupted the Git repository or corrupted files in the Git repository. One way so or another, yeah, it corrupted something, and and it wasn't a. The, the end result is that they had to fix the Git problems and then force push master. And what happened is it exposed a. It exposed an issue with CocoaPods that exists in that because it does rely on Git, if master, if you have to force push master, then like you have to deal with the problems Git has reconciling that the same way you would have problems if someone force pushed master on like one of your projects. Um, in all actuality, the fix isn't that difficult. Like I saw someone, <laughs> I think I was on Reddit and someone was like, here's a quick fix to the cocoa pod solution. They were like, hold on, I'm actually going to pull it up. And I don't mean to make fun of this person, but it was like a, it was an example of how gets UI doesn't really, um, I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but they, they, it was like a, it was like a 10 step process on how to fix, how to fix the specs repo. Right. And it had to do with, I think it was like checking out branches and then deleting branches and like doing all this crazy crap. Right. In all seriousness, the way you fix it is you can CD into home dot slash repo slash master, get fetch, get, um, Git fetch and then git re- reset dash dash hard origin slash master. That's all you have to do. You just have to get your local, tell your local thing, no, really, um, use what's on origin master. Don't use what's on, don't worry about reconciling, just reset and reset hard to origin master. The, the advice that the CocoaPods guide gave was easier because you don't have to go anywhere. If you just, because of the way CocoaPods manages repos, all you have to do is um, pod repo remove, pod repo remove master, and then pod setup, and it'll fix itself. Um, so I don't know. I, some people kind of flipped out about it. I think they used it to justify their bias against Cocoa Pods, which well, of is, course we knew that was going to happen. Whatever, um, and I don't really want to spend too much time talking about that because it's just kind of a, it's an annoying. I don't know. I, I'm I'm constantly impressed that people have time to get their normal work done and give a shit what package <laughs> management systems other people are using. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't care, honestly. Like I don't. Um, Internally, we use CocoaPods, and internally, we like CocoaPods. But, like, if you really freaking love submodules, I don't care. <laughs> that's, that's your thing, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. why am I going to spend time worrying about, like, I don't understand people that spend time hating CocoaPods. Yeah. I it haven't could, seen it, anything yeah. this polarizing since uh, dot syntax. Yeah. Yeah, we've been, we've K- been KVO. <laughs> oh right, and and also don't use notification center in blocks. Right, <laughs> uh, it's always something with this community, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Why um, do we have so much free time? That's a little concerning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. But so that's, I mean, that's that's the that's the gist of the of the situation, and and Eloy's kind of 
been like on Twitter, he's been like, yeah, you know, this is, it's a limitation of the system in that like this can get screwed up and that it can essentially, I mean, and the, the warning messages, the errors that you get when the repo is screwed up are kind of, uh, inscrutable, you know what I mean? Like you can't, it, it doesn't say anywhere. They may be able to be do a better job on the tool side of things with <clears throat> figuring out maybe that, um, like that may be a good enhancement for the CocoaPods tool itself to have it be able to know that the repo is possibly screwed up in some way or, and then, and then suggest how to fix it. You know what I mean? As opposed to just like, it, it just kind of looks like, like everything blows up when you do something as simple as like a pod install, you know? No, they, they are working towards like a sort of trunk service. Yeah, but, for I, Pods, but. O- only for pushing. I don't think, I don't, from my understanding, I don't think that they're moving away from using GitHub and Git as the kind of transmission, like the, the, the way that they're syncing the pods stuff you know what i mean the the stuff that they're building is to make it easier to submit and update specs right Um, so more like ruby gems more like ruby gems but just the front end of ruby gems just the submission section of ruby gems when you do pod install it's again from my understanding when you do their idea is that when you do pod install it still looks at it still pulls the repo down from GitHub. It still looks at GitHub project or GitHub repos and Git repos wherever they are and uses Git or Mercurial or whatever to actually pull down the dependencies, which is smart, right? Distributing that part makes so much more sense than the way RubyGems does it where all RubyGems have to live on this central repo or this central server and... When that server goes down, you're kind of screwed, you know? But GitHub could go down. GitHub could go down. But I guess if GitHub's down, you're already screwed anyway. GitHub didn't go down this week. Not even once. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to get Tony back out here and set up a status light. For GitHub? Yeah. I tweeted about this. My idea was like like a walk, don't walk sign that just says push and don't push. Yeah, yeah. Which is wired up to the status site. <laughs> yeah, so the one the one thing that they did do, CocoaPods, is that they removed push access for I think everybody except for the core gr- the core guys. Um, and that kind of sucks, you know, because it means that like I can't submit pods as easy because I was just I'm just pushing. <laughs> but uh, you know, hopefully this kind of um, gets them to move on this new front end stuff so how do you push updates to pods right now or do you Uh, just not uh pull requests oh okay i see pull requests against the specs repo um yeah i don't know just going back i mean because now my brain's stuck on this go ahead cocoa pods hate stuff um (laughs) i don't know i i would honestly honest to god like not even like like I said, like I don't really care what you use. the The thing that drives me crazy is people that just bitch and moan and don't 
either don't offer explanations or don't even get into why they don't like it. Like, if you don't like it and you have reasons why you don't like it, if you've had issues with it, that that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, that's fine. Like, everybody's entitled to their opinion. But I haven't ever seen any of the – especially the most vocal people against it. I haven't seen them say anything – reasonable against cocoa pods other than ugh, cocoa pods which isn't a criticism you know what i mean it's like yeah and then when pressed for it it's too much to discuss on twitter right right or similarly dismissive bullshit you know what i mean yeah i just get annoyed by people who just like detract from things without offering any sort of like solutions. Right. Here, here's like, like, yeah. you're, like you're not doing anything to make the situation better. CocoaPods has undeniably fostered more um, open source code and made it easier to integrate it into yes. your projects. Yes. And like these guys are working hard on something. They never claim that it's a 1.0. It's definitely a work in progress. Yes. It's going to go through these growing pains. But like you're not helping anything by just tearing it down all the time. Yeah. No. It contribute. Solutions. Yeah. Contribute. You could contribute to CocoaPods. It's an open source project. You could build something better by all means. Build something better. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm only tied to CocoaPods because it's, in my opinion, it's the best solution out there for what I'm trying to do. And all my stuff is written against CocoaPods now. But if you come out with something better that's actually objectively better, then yes, like, because yeah, the 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 real issue isn't CocoaPods. The real issue is that dependency management for iOS and OS ten dependency dependency management for Objective C is completely broken, right? It it's not even broken. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist natively. There's no way to do it. It's just source files. Um, and copying source files into your directory. And so then are you going to lean on Git? Like, I, I have to imagine that the people that aren't using CocoaPods are using Git submodules, right? I, I can't, there's not, or copying files into their directory manually. And neither one of those is a better solution than CocoaPods. Like, I've, Git, freaking Git submodules have broken on me way more than CocoaPods has ever broken on me, right? Yep. That's been my experience as well. It's a constant thing with submodules. They're just completely unreliable. They're completely broken. There's entire projects out there that are designed to subvert submodules, right? To add, like, sub... There's, like, another sub-something. Subtree? Is that what it is? I think it's... Yeah. Get subtree? Get subtree. That, that tries to do submodules better you know but like why is dependency management then tied into my source control that doesn't make much sense to me you know what i mean and then like uh, i don't know i've got my problems with coco pods too like i'm i'm constantly concerned that they're trying to do too much um there was a conversation that started up on I think the Xcode proj, which is one of their gems that it's the gem that we use in liftoff. It's how they do, uh, it's how they modify Xcode project files. Right. Um, 
and there was a conversation in there about writing something that generates a directory structure for Xcode, right? So generating generating Xcode projects essentially from JSON or YAML, that kind of a thing. I'm super interested in that. That is that is something that I've been thinking about for a while. That is something that um, I'm very, very interested in. I started following it, and one of the first suggestions is like, oh, cool, this could be a CocoaPods plugin. It's like, uh, why? Like, CocoaPods shouldn't be building directory structures and dealing with, you know what I mean? It's like, it, it shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff. It shouldn't be generating new projects. It should be dependency management. That's what it's doing. That's, like, make that better. Make that bulletproof before bolting all this other crap on top of it. Yeah. I'm on board with features like um, Pod Try. Yeah, I just stuff I just that, tried it out. Stuff that, was that awesome. stuff that has to do with with the core CocoaPods experience, right? Like dealing with pods themselves. Pod Try dealing with stuff like opening up a CocoaPod home homepage, um, you know, th- that kind of stuff. That makes sense, but but generating project generating directory structure and generating Xcode projects from it's like kind of gross. Yeah. That's liftoff's job. Right. It is. It is liftoff's job. So I don't know. I'd love for there to be something better. And honestly, like if you're a listener and you have real like objective problems with CocoaPods and real, um, you've run into things or you have like real reasons for not using CocoaPods. I think we both love to hear the reasons why and also what you're doing instead and why you like that better instead. Um, Cause I have, I have literally no idea and that's not me being dismissive. That's me just like, uh, there could totally be stuff out there that's better and there could be totally totally be reasons for not using cocoa pods that i haven't even considered yet what would you think <clears throat> what do you think would happen to cocoa pods if apple gave us the ability to generate frameworks i think so you take s- a project yeah. turn it into a dot framework that wouldn't solve the distribution problem yeah. but it would solve the problem of packaging things up in an easy way to import into an existing project do you think cocoa pods would pivot and like start just being like a distribution mechanism for these frameworks? Um, I think that maybe they could also go the Ruby gems route, which is Ruby gems does package stuff up for you. Um, like I can see it being very, very useful to do like a, like when you create a pod instead of it being, instead of a pod itself being just a directory full of files and a pod spec, that the pod spec dictates how you build the framework, like that would be super useful, right? Um, automating the the generation of the, the the framework itself, and then yeah, distributing distributing it is still an issue, you know? Because um, like the problem is it, dis, distribution, version management, and and conflict resolution, right? Those are the three things that that. Um, CocoaPods doing 
Cocopods is doing now that nothing else can do. The 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 conflict resolution one is for me is big, you know. If the fact that like if you and I both require the same you know, you and I are 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 creating two different libraries, we both require the same um dependency like AF networking. The fact that Cocopods isn't like like a submodule, if we both have submodules for AF networking, then it's just going to pull AF networking down twice, and then it's going to try compiling it twice, and then we're going to get duplicate, um, you know, duplicate symbol errors when it tries to compile. When it tries to compile, but if you and I are using CocoaPods and we have that both, we both have it declared as a dependency. Well, then it's only going to pull it down once. You know what I mean? It's smarter about that. And if you need one version and I need another version. It's either going to find a version that works for both of us, or it's going to say like, "Hey, you can't use these two projects; they require two different versions of the same library." You know, what I mean, you may want to fix that, work around it somehow. You know, I hadn't thought about that, but that's that's the big that's a big thing. I mean, that's a huge that's a huge thing for me. Um, it's a huge reason why I think I still think CocoaPods is the best solution out there because because of that kind of stuff, you know. Um some modules just doesn't it won't do that. And as far as I know, there's nothing else out there that will do that. Kind of related of like libraries out there having too many dependencies. Do you think that's a problem with like Objective C open source right now? Is it this like flood of things is coming in, but everyone is linking to everyone else and libraries are trying to do too much. Uh, I definitely, I definitely think libraries are trying to do too much. There was an article on, you know, Unix philosophy for uh, open source libraries that was going around the other day. Um, Was it in Iowa Stuff Weekly? Yeah, it's a Brian Iris. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it is an Iowa. Brian.io. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's exactly kind of what, what I've been, um, you know, is it's just exactly in line with kind of the way I've been thinking recently, which is like pull down, you know. Um, so, for example, we just deprecated Botkit, right? Which was a, something that we like all, essentially never talked about because it was kind of this. The idea was, I don't know, what was the idea behind it originally? Kind of like a framework style thing. Yeah, so it started out as. I mean, before I joined ThoughtBot, I had some of these classes sitting around, a bunch of categories, some core data stuff. And then I thought, as soon as I joined here, I would like fold it into something that we could use internally, and I called it BotKit. Mm-hmm. And on my very first day, I started building this framework. Mm-hmm. Um, we used it on projects, and then people started contributing, and all this stuff was just getting thrown into BotKit. There was no real organization or, or thought behind what BotKit was supposed to be. And it became this code dump. And yeah. like I could never really remember what was actually in BotKit right now or what wasn't available. And then our practices had changed. You know, the core data stuff became irrelevant because I found better ways of doing it and yeah. we didn't update it. And it just became a mess. So last week I started going through the process of deprecating BotKit. I haven't finished it yet. Um, that's why I was asking about what the process is for updating a pod. Yeah. So what I've done is... Um, is I'm going to push a new version of, of BotKit with uh, a major version release. I've removed all the source files 
and in the main header botkit.h, I've just added an error that will fail your build and tell you that if you want to continue using botkit, you need to explicitly specify the previous version in your pod file to pull down the last, you know, good version of this pod. But really, we don't want people to continue using it. We've never really advertised it for that reason. We're in the process of pulling all the interesting bits out, and we're going to do smaller, more focused libraries that are easier to pull in. Right. And so that's been, I mean, uh, like we did a, uh, like a tiny, I, I, I really like the idea of tiny, tiny Cocoa Pods, tiny, tiny Cocoa Pods. Like, um, like we published one two weeks ago, three weeks ago for just doing encryptions of NS strings, right? So NS string to base 64, SHA-1, um, MD5. MD5. And, and I think we have like an XOR. Yeah, there's an XOR one too. Hashing thing. Yeah. Um, that's all it does. It's, 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 you know, two files, but it's tested. And if you need to do encryptions of NS strings, there you go. Like, that's all it can do. And that was actually the demo or the example that, um, that, Brian was giving in his article about Caleb Davenport just was like, is there a small cocoa pod that does NS dictionary to and from form encoding form encoded string and nothing else? Like that's what he wanted was just something that took a dictionary and then encoded it to or from form encoded string. We're, we're talking about like taking a dictionary and turning it into like parameters that you could send along with an NS URL request, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Got it. Um, so he just ended up making that and it's, you know, I don't know. I think that's a much more interesting. It's a much more interesting library to me, though, right? Because like with with Botkit, like we had some of this encryption stuff in Botkit, right? But we also had some color stuff, and we had some core data stuff, and we had some um, math stuff, and we had some geolocation stuff, and we it's like it's like I don't care. You know, maybe, maybe like it's all great stuff, but like in any given project, how much of that do I actually need? You know, exactly. I may maybe I'm told I could totally be doing a geolocating. You know, something that's heavy to do with geolocation. So I definitely would want geolocation stuff, but maybe it doesn't do use core data. So I don't, but I don't want to pull in all this core data stuff just to get. Uh, the geolocation stuff, or I don't want to get all these other categories just to get the geolocation stuff. Um, to be fair, we did start or try to solve that with subspecs. Subspecs, yeah. But that was really just a half measure, and it never really made me happy. Yeah. Is it felt like Botkit was trying to be like, uh, you know, ThoughtBot's extension of foundation. Right. But right. that's not just not the, not the right approach. And no. subspecs are a little confusing, especially when it's just a bunch of different things in one framework than that don't really have anything to do with one another. Right. Like a AF networking actually is another huge framework, right? And he's using subspecs. How many subspecs does he have now? Um, he has one, two, he has a serialization security reachability NSURL connection NSURL session and UI kit. Um, I don't know. What do you think about subspecs versus just different libraries? Like why, 
why not create AF networking plus serialization, AF networking plus security as like totally different libraries, totally different pods? What's the benefit of using a single pod with a subspec versus? I think it works in this case because they're all working toward the same end. Mm. I mean, it's all about simplifying networking in your application. Mm-hmm. So I think having subspecs makes sense. And in most cases, you're going to end up having most of those subspecs pulled in. Mm-hmm. So you can just ask for AF networking and you get all of it. Mm-hmm. But let's say you know, you're using something else, but you want you know, just that UI image view category to pull images in. That should work on its own, right? Right. Then you just pull that in. But because they're all kind of geared around the same thing, I think having them in one pod as subspecs is a better way of organizing it. Unlike with BotKit, where it's you know categories over here and some foundation stuff and some mm. UI kit stuff, none of it is working together. None of it will really all be used in one project at the same time. It just doesn't make sense. So show notes for this episode are going to be found at podcasts.thoughtbot.com slash buildphase slash 25. And as always, we want to hear from you. So email us at buildphase at thoughtbot.com. Uh, especially with your rants about Cocoa Pods. Remember, we want to hear that. Or hit us up on Twitter or app.net at BuildPhase. And please leave ratings or reviews on iTunes. All right, man. I'll see you later. All right. Later. Later.